0: now katya welcome so much to the show how are you today
1: i am very well thank you for having me this is so exciting for me
0: yeah no me too i'm really excited to have you on and have the audience get to know you like i've gotten get to know you over the last few months which is a really good way to introduce yourself so yeah like why don't you share for the audience a little bit about who you are and we'll go from there
1: um, I am a portrait photographer and, uh, Gallup certified strengths coach. I help people discover their strengths and capitalize on them and see their beauty.
0: Up uh, and see the Okay. So you can find my strengths. We'll coach in the strengths and you can do my pictures as well.
2: So you yes. Can all it. Yes. Uh,
0: well, I love it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be here. I, and I know about the Gallup strengths, obviously. So I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about that today. Yes. that is. Stuff that I am fascinated as well. Well, thanks for, having, thanks for being on. So the first thing I want to do is let the audience know how we know each other or how we met. So Kati and I met at, an, at a speed networking event. I want to say it was July of this yeah. year. So we've known each other now for about five months. We've gotten to know each other. Um, and Kati has actually done some Finder work with me, which has been phenomenal. And we, the thing that strikes me about that event, if I'm not mistaken, it was pouring rain. So I, yes, I, I remember like, yes. yeah, so I remember like walking into the bar there. It's a bar by union square here in New York city. And I remember like walking in a little bit wet and like literally 30 seconds later, it just absolutely downpoured. <laughs> so a few of the people who came to that. So a speed networking event is like a speed dating event. Not that I've been to a speed dating event, but <laughs> you go <laughs> married for 10 years. Katya has been married for even longer you go and you sit down at a table and you rotate every three to five minutes. So you get a chance to shake hands with people, tell them what you're about. And so I, I'm not actually sure if you and I met at that part of the event, but we definitely struck up a great conversation
1: Afterwards, at the I end of the like, event. at Yeah,
0: the, yeah ex- exactly. So time on our tradition here in the show is sharing our first impressions of each other when we met at that event. And I know that we've never talked about this. So I was, I always find this is fun because you learn mm-hmm. a lot about yourself and the guests usually learn something about that. So I'm going to have you go first. So when we first met, what was your first impression of me?
1: Okay. Uh First of all, uh, I would like to say that I don't like speed net- networking events because I feel like it's a little bit, I don't know. It's like you get two seconds to talk to someone and what can you learn about the person in two seconds? Um, So it feels. Um, you know, not authentic to me all all the time. And so my first impression of you was that you actually really wanted to get to know me Um, and you were fun. You know, you are, and I think we talked about this when we were talking about strengths, that you have this uh, amazing talent of, uh, you know, talking to people and bringing uh, something what they're interested in right away And that, Mm -hmm. you know, builds this very amazing conversation. Uh, And I also remember you told me that you just, it was like a month before we met or something like that, you went into coaching full-time, which was super exciting Mm -hmm. to me to hear because, um, you know, I always applaud people who take that leap. Um, So yes, so that was amazing. And then we started like nerding out about all of this like coaching stuff, which was uh fun. Um you you struck me as a very warm um person who is genuine genuinely interested in the person they're talking to and you do have this um energy about you that you do truly want to help.
0: Yeah. Well thank you so much Katya that that means a lot. Uh, I would say everything that was good because my first impression on you is the impression that I want to give off. <laughs> not <laughs> always, not always the feedback I get from my guests, calling you out Michael Hudson. But it's actually good. It's 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 actually a really cool way to learn about yourself. So um so my impression of you is that um, you are I I can t- I could tell that networking events were not your thing.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: the impression of you that I had was actually something you you said about yourself around the speed networking my impression of you is you're somebody who wants to have a real conversation and you Mm -hmm. you don't want to flip business cards. You don't want to like shake hands and talk about products or try to sell anybody anything you want to connect. And I don't know if I ever told you this, not sure if I did or not. I actually went to that networking event with a specific plan in mind Mm -hmm. and my plan. And I actually wrote a blog on this, which was, it was really fun. My plan was, Don't hand out a business card unless somebody specifically asks you for it. Don't tell anybody what you do unless somebody specifically asks you for it. And in any conversation, talk 20% of the time or less. Right. Like, and And I would win with it. Yeah.
1: yeah, Like from what I remember, when I met you, you did pretty well. (laughs) You know, you definitely, you definitely (laughs) struck me as someone who, who (laughs) listens, you know, and this is, I think. Today, in our society, you know, uh, I feel like this is what we're lacking sometimes. It's somebody who will genuinely listen to me, you know, like, you know, who will try to help me either, you know, figure out what my issue or solution is. I mean, the um, the struggle that I'm having, right? And so this can be accomplished when you actually listen to someone, not talking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny because it probably says a lot about my personality that I have to have an intention to not talk. (laughs) So, but it was, it was fun. Yeah. And so my impression of you is like, um, not cold, but just like, Hey, this is somebody who wants to like actually build a relationship. And I, we ended up having a really good conversation. And then I remember seeing you and Michael, uh, Katya's husband, Michael, happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. Um, yes. Uh, today for everybody who's listening today today is uh, (laughs) December. December
1: Second. 2nd, December
0: yeah. 2nd. Congratulations. Um, I remember running into you again, and then we ended up starting doing some coaching work together. So mm-hmm. my first impression is like somebody who's deep. You obviously have the air of an artist to you as well. So I could tell that you were, um, doing something in the arts, which is interesting. Cause I find like coaching, a lot of people think coaching is very like scientific and giving advice, but I think there's a, it's a really big art form as well. And through mm-hmm. my work with you and the Gallup thing, it's, you're definitely artistic in the way you deliver the information as well. So
2: Thank Sounds you. like our
0: first impressions of each other were pretty spot on, which is super cool because it's that it has not always been the case. But it's it's all mm-hmm. to So let's get into it today, and let's uh, let's hop in. And can't again can't wait for the audience to know you. So let's do first it. First question for you: Yeah, mm-hmm. what is something that you nerd out nerd out about?
1: I think recently, and even from our first conversation at that uh, networking event, I do talk a lot about people's talents and strengths um I, I don't know like I took the strengths finder test six years ago and it just completely blew my mind uh and I just wouldn't shut up talking about it to people and last year I finally or rather earlier this year oh my god time flies so fast it feels like it was uh, a year ago um you know I found out that they do coaching programs so I went ahead and I and I did it So, yes, I do love every conversation that I have with a person. Uh, Not that I'm looking for it necessarily, but somehow it happens that uh, whatever the person tells me uh, about themselves, I can see sort of, um, you know, areas where I could help by talking to them, by inspiring them um, to look into their strengths rather than, um, you know, uh, focusing on their weaknesses. Uh, and I don't know. I just, I just like when I see those aha moments in people, uh, when they get motivated to do more of something that they are passionate about or what their purpose in life is, it really also energizes me, makes me inspired. And so the life just gets better.
0: All right. So since you brought it up.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. What are
0: your, what are your top five strengths? And could you actually give the audience, um, for those who, like, I obviously know what StrengthsFinder is. I took it back in May of 2010. Could you give the audience just like a 30 second overview on what StrengthsFinder is? And then I'd love to hear what your strengths are. Maybe your top five.
1: Right. So StrengthsFinder is a, uh, personality assessment designed by, um, well now it's Gallup organization. Uh, But uh, it was this gentleman, Don Clifton, who uh, got interested in uh, positive psychology because he was uh, trying to understand what makes people good at what they are, what makes them experts. So they interviewed back, I think it was 1980s, they interviewed millions of people uh, trying to understand what they're good at and what makes them good at what they do. And what they found out is that we normally, it's a very human thing to do. We normally take all of our talents and strengths for granted. We don't notice them and because we do, because it's so innate to us. We expect that everyone else is as good at this one thing that we are. Uh, And we tend to uh, focus on the weaknesses. Um, And like, oh my God, I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that. And so you sort of obsess about that. But it's not a good thing to do. It's not, um, you know, productive. Um, And so what they decided to do is to help people understand how to, uh, first of all, identify their strengths and uh, capitalize on them. Because when you focus on the positive, you can accomplish pretty much anything. Uh, and you need to only manage your weaknesses. We don't even talk about, um, you know, you know what is wrong with you or uh, the weakness is a weakness. We talk about managing them. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And so, so the, so when you take the test, you look at your top five, and you start noticing uh, some certain behaviors that are, you know, natural to you. And you start looking at them together, uh, and uh, this makes you unique. Um, my top five are empathy, responsibility, restorative, uh, learner, and input.
0: Mm, cool. Empathy. Yes. that's Man, that must be awesome for your photography work as well. It might, like it. It must show up in your, in your in your, uh, in your art, in your art, sorry, in your right. art, like yeah. being able to like, I, I see that from, uh, like combining your empathy with behind the cameras, like actually like feeling the energy and the motion of your subjects. If you're right. shooting people and then capturing that through the lens, that's super
2: cool.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely helps me because, uh, so empathy uh, is basically you being able to read emotions instantaneously right away so whether it's a negative or a positive emotion so definitely when i am uh fo- especially when i photograph events uh, mm-hmm. i'm almost i feel like i'm a wildlife photographer because i i <laughs> i watch i watch people and i i look for those moments of uh you know joy or or Whatever the event is about, right? Yeah, um, and so I am ready to capture those. Um, and, and in portraiture, when I'm in one on one interactions with people, I can also explain like what facial micro micro-express- expression, micro work or don't, and why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, so empathy definitely is one of those uh superpowers that I have that helps me and not only in photography obviously but also build relationships with people um yeah it's 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 a nice one to have
2: yeah that
0: that's good i have i think my wife would love if that was more my superpower (laughs) mine are um i'll just share mine my top five are competition Mm -hmm. woo which is winning others over communication maximizer and futuristic
2: yeah that' cool beautiful too. yeah yeah,
0: they're cool like I mean the competition is always a to me that's like a such a powerful thing, but also can be so not that fun because everything to me is a competition which life isn't always a competition or maybe it is I don't know <laughs> but anyway, it's all good the whole the whole point of the the whole point of um, strengths finder is that however we are, we're good like that's who you are, that's how you were created and here you are, and this is the things that you have. And how do you right. work with them and, and,
2: and maximize?
1: Yeah, how do you Maybe. tap into them to maximize your, yeah. maximize your potential and and do anything you want really in life? Because in yeah. at Gallup we talk about uh, so when you take the assessment, this is actually one of the things that people sometimes uh, would like the test to tell them. Uh, we don't tell you what you should be doing in life, but we can definitely tell you how you can achieve a certain goal. By again capitalizing on your talents, on your strengths.
0: Yeah, super cool. Well, I'm sure we'll be, I'm sure we'll continue to talk about this and the so core to the, the work that you put out into the world. So let's move on to the next question for you. Sure. So what's something that's inside of your comfort zone that might be outside of somebody else's comfort zone?
1: Oh, you know, Jason, I've been thinking about this. Um it's so funny with the even with the definition of comfort zone, like stepping like staying in or stepping out. Um and I don't know if, if maybe because I've done a lot of personal development work in the past few years, I don't even know what my comfort zone is or isn't. And one of the things that I've been um you know um wondering about was like for example, you take public speaking somebody would say, oh my God, I can't imagine being on stage. It's terrifying. Yeah, uh, it's a common I, one. Right. Uh, and what's funny is, like, uh, I have a personal story about public speaking when I was probably eight or nine. And you can probably tell, or your audience can tell from, from my uh, accent that I'm not from the United States. I grew up in Soviet uh, Union and Soviet Russia. Mm-hmm. And so at the age of nine, uh, there was like a uh, probably ten kids put on stage for this. I think it was like a May Day holiday or something like that. And we were supposed to recite this, you know, cute Soviet rhymes. <laughs> and I was terrified <laughs> because I grew up, I grew up a very very quiet, uh, timid child. And so for me being on that stage and all of the lights, you know, shining in your face, and you see all of those you know, parents in the audience. And to me, it felt like everybody was staring at me and they were laughing at me. But of Mm. course, like now as a grown-up, I'm, you know, I'm thinking those parents were just so, you know, they probably found us so adorable and they're just sitting there smiling and giggling at us, you know, making all of this, uh, you know, I don't know, like reciting those poems. Um, So anyway, so, and then fast forward to a few years uh, when I'm already, you know, a grown-up, mature woman, and I recently did a... Um, uh, um, I participated in this... Uh, what is it called? Spotlight. Like, I I was on stage performing a ballroom dance with my instructor, and I loved that, you know? I, I loved being on stage. I love the attention or the spotlight, but in a good sense. And so... You know, going back to that being, you know, out of your comfort zone, I feel like you are, uh, you know, you have those thoughts in your head where it's like, oh, I can't do that. But have you tried, you know, have you, uh, you know, have you tried going through through this uh, thought and understanding why you would be afraid of that? Or why wouldn't you want to do it? And so for me now, public speaking, the way I think about it is that if I were on stage talking about something that is really interesting to me or something that I'm really passionate about, I would do it.
0: So you'll take it on even if it's outside your comfort zone?
1: Uh, Right. I would. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, when you're inspired when you're inspired by something, uh, and you're motivated to share your, uh, message, like, again, we're talking about public speaking, right? If you mm-hmm. are, I, I feel like you can overcome those, uh, fears.
0: Yeah. Very cool. That's, uh, I'm thinking about that for myself. I'm, I'm similar to you that there's not many things that I'm not willing to take on. Um, yeah, I think that that's something that happens for people that are into self development work. This is a common theme, actually. Right. It, when you get to know yourself and you get to do, you know, some intense work on yourself, at least for me, what you just realize that the stakes aren't really that high.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: and maybe it's an age thing as well. Uh, maybe it, you know, like I'm a parent, so you just realize right. like. Oh, like get up on stage and people are going to think your speech isn't the greatest thing ever. You're like, well, who cares? Like, yeah, <laughs> the, the date doesn't really matter. I'm not doing it today for money. But um, no, I think that's super cool. And it's, it sounds like you had to do a lot of work to actually get into the space you're in now, yeah. mm-hmm. as opposed to, which I, which I think is common. So I'm going flip to flip that question around on its end
2: right. mm-hmm.
0: and talk about something that is outside of your comfort zone. It might be inside of somebody else's. So I know you said there's nothing, but everybody's yeah, got. No, something.
1: there's no. Yeah. That, no, I. Yeah. I, um, I should probably uh, rephrase that a little bit. So it's not that I said that there's nothing for me that is outside of my comfort zone. Of course, there there are things. Uh, right now, it is actually sharing my. We all have stories, right? And some of them are, you know, more vulnerable than others. And so for me. What is outside of my comfort zone right now is sharing the, those sort of publicly, right? So mm-hmm. I, am, I can, um, I am quite comfortable having a conversation with someone face to face, you know, and I and I can share all kinds of different stories about my life, uh, but then taking them online is a completely different level, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is right now something is out outside of my comfort zone or even doing this podcast you know it's like
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's like okay uh, this is fun you know I know that I will be talking about uh, the things that I love I will be talking to the person that I like a lot uh, that who is my friend But uh, but there's still something that is that is making me nervous you know but I'm still doing it <laughs>
0: Yeah. So here we are. (laughs) Here we are. That's great. Yeah. So for some people, what's outside their comfort zone, they're just not even willing to explore. Mm
2: -hmm. You've got things
0: outside your comfort zone, but you're, you're willing to do them anyway because you know that that's an opportunity for growth. And I think that's cool. Super cool. Yeah. Great. So on the subject of public speaking, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you five minutes on the world stage. You get to have, give a speech to the world. You have five minutes. Oh, what would you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what would you give your speech on,
2: and why?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. I wish you would have sent it to me before, so I can prepare. Um,
0: Can't make it too easy for you,
1: right? Of course. Um, I think again, it's uh, because this is what I observe talking to people or, um, you know, again, we tend to spend so much time on, um, on the negatives in, in life or, um, you know, in your professional life, personal life, all of those different things. And I feel like it's such a waste of time. Uh, and I feel like if the person could do could was able to sort of reframe it very very quickly for themselves you know we would not have to waste so much time on dwelling on the uh on the negative stuff right and you would achieve so much more and i see that also with again with portrait it's 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 no matter who in, is in front of me whether it's a woman or a man i find it fascinating that it's, you know, they sometimes, quite often actually, they always look at the, at the, um, at some, you know, flaw that they think that they have, which actually isn't, you know, but mm-hmm. maybe somebody told them that this is a flaw. And I try to always say, but, you know, look at your eyes, look how bright your eyes are, look how beautiful you are, you know, this is actually a very interesting characteristic that you have. Uh, you know this is your feature um and so like helping them reframe that is is so important. Um I was and and another thing that I was thinking also the recently I saw this um story on Reddit um how one person, I think it doesn't matter. One person he posted a, a question about um he's like what is the what is a good solitary activity that one can do to um, sort of distract themselves from how bad their life is? And it was a, a, a very engaging discussion. I was just reading through all of the comments and there, there were, I don't know, there were. I think there was like close to fi- uh, 50,000 comments under My the
2: God.
1: thread. And so, and people are obviously good hearted, they're trying to help. And they were giving him, uh, you know, some good advice, like some very interesting activities. But as I was reading this, I was wondering, okay, so let's say he will go and do XYZ activities, all of them, all 50,000 of them, right? (laughs) All (laughs) 50,000. Right. (laughs) And then, but then he comes back to that life that he things is bad, you know, like he is in some bad spot. And then you, so sure you can distract yourself with all of this, you know, excitement, but it, it's not, how fulfilling is that? So like, to, again, my going back to that uh, question that you asked me, what I would be talking about is probably how to find, I I, be, I certainly believe that we have answers within ourselves. And so, you know, how do you find what is your sort of purpose in life? Like w- w- what makes you inspired? What motivates you? What gets you up in the morning? You know, so this is something that I would be mm-hmm. talking about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 50,000. That's amazing. <laughs> What's the thing when I'm feeling bad to do they're like, here's 50,000 answers for you without yeah. knowing anything about you exactly cool.
1: that's that's exactly what I was thinking about i was like yeah. i you know i'm really i'm i was really glad to see how many people are ready to help, but you don't even know you don't even know this you know how everything on reddit is like anonymous you don't there are no oh, pictures yeah. there's not nothing right so you don't know this person and um yeah, so that was it took me you know like i really I really thought about that. I I thought, you know, this poor guy, you know, he will, you know, go back to that life that he hates. And I don't know. It was just sad.
0: Yeah. Well, this is something that I'm guilty of and something through coach training that you specifically don't do is you don't just give advice like, right. Oh, what do you need? Oh, cut, make Katya feel better. Like, what do you need? And yes, there's always times you're going to have friends and colleagues. And of course, like your, you know, your spouse and your kids and, and all those things where so you're going to want to make people feel better. But when you just give people advice, um, it's, it doesn't always work because they don't like it, you don't know them. Right. Like, so he's getting right. 50,000 things and that's cool. Like I'm sure it was helpful, but to me, it sounds like a cry for help, but more like, does somebody want to listen to me? Can somebody listen to me as opposed to, you know, like underlying all that is like, hey, like I'm crying out for help. Is anybody willing to spend time with me or listen to me? And I'm I'm sure there's some great suggestions in there, but that's interesting. So at the beginning, at the beginning of your answer, I heard, I heard something as well that I just wanted to highlight that you got me thinking about is, and you didn't exactly say it this way. So apologies, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to say it It was around, like, we're all good how we are. like people have their, and, I, and I'm guilty of this too. So I had my friend who recently shot a video for me
2: mm-hmm. for
0: my website. And when we got done, he's like, what do you think? I'm like, well, if you have a way to like drop 20 pounds, um, <laughs> like some sort of technology to like, you know, like drop 20 pounds off the face and off the body. Otherwise I love it. Versus like, you know, it's great. It's, it's who I am. That's who I am in the moment. And just seeing yourself as like perfect how you are. Like there's so much destructive. It's so destructive to always be looking <laughs> like what's wrong with you versus mm-hmm. hey like what's right with you yeah so you got you got me thinking about that which is
1: yeah yeah it's it's also interesting and you know what i i don't remember if i told you this i started some sort of podcast um like it's a video series uh recently myself but the funny part about mm, that nice. is that i had uh, the idea and i actually shot the sort of the opening sequence four years ago <laughs> four years ago mm. i shot that but i never did anything with it uh so talk about procrastination and getting you know out of your comfort zone but anyway uh so i finally recorded my first episode uh in august i believe and um my client my ph- ph- photography client and i went back to the uh, conservatory garden in central park, because this is the way we shot, uh, her, her session. She needed some branding photos for her coaching business. She's also a coach. And so, and I remember I was terrified, you know, and I am meeting with my client at the central park and I'm having some, not like, I shouldn't say meltdown, but, I was experiencing all the same things that all of my photography clients experience when they come to me. So I'm so comfortable being behind the camera that you know me thinking that I need to be now in front of the camera and hosting this podcast and you know making it interesting for people I was I was terrified. <laughs>
2: Mm -hmm. but
1: but the good thing was is that so this this lady uh my friend uh actually become friends with all of my clients so i love that um so, so yeah so because we are part of the same uh community and uh we got to know each other a little bit so she talked me she talked me through that you know five minutes before we started recording which was amazing which this is exactly what I also do for my clients. But yes, it's like I had to tell myself, give the same advice to myself as I was, I always give advice to all of my clients is that please do not, you know, focus on everything that is wrong or what people will think or, you know, because people actually love you, you know, <laughs> like yeah. they love you, you know. and. um. Yeah, just just focus on that.
2: Yeah, super cool.
0: So this is the part of the show where love to hear about your journey to today. So so far we've covered that you are originally from Russia, right? And that you're you're a coach, and you are a photographer, and we also know that you're married because today is your anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's you know in terms of the journey to you know what what got us to today near near the end of 2019. Yeah, I just yeah. love to love to hear about anything you'd like to share with us about your your journey.
1: My journey. Um, hmm. What's interesting is that my uh, my master's degree is actually in translation in interpretation. Uh, when I was uh, a kid, I you know showed aptitude for the English language or languages in general. So. My dad, at some point, said, why don't you go and study English professional, which I did. Uh, so, and then, so yes, I'm from Russia. My husband is originally from Los Angeles, but we met in St. Petersburg, my hometown. And we then went to Prague in Czech Republic. We lived there for about five years. Then we, uh, we were in Vienna, Austria, for about three years. And then we came to the States, to San Francisco Bay Area. This entire mm-hmm. time while we were in Europe, I was freelancing as a translator and I was doing pretty well, actually. But when we came back to the States, um, I was, I don't know, like at some point I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It, it feels very lonely. It's me and my computer <laughs> most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, and, and at that time, I also um, was, you know, started started getting back into photography i learned photography also when i was nine or ten my brother taught me oh Um, that's cool uh yeah so and i tried all different types of photography you know abstract photography street scenery you know i would walk sometimes around prague or vienna or i remember we also in 2008 we came to new york so i was like walking around with my camera taking pictures all fun uh but then at some point I realized that I'm missing that sort of emotional connection. Um and I wanted to start doing portraits, only I I had no clue how to talk to people or how to pose them or how to guide them. That was also one of those things that was terrifying for me. Um but then I also I learned, you know, and I think this actually going back to StrengthsFinder. Finder. Uh, around the same time, I also, you know, I took the test, I started paying attention to how, uh, you know, how I react to things, what I do, what, what works, what doesn't. Um, and through that, uh, through that assessment, I figured out a way, uh, or rather learned about myself, how I build relationships with people, how I build trust, which is super important, obviously, like for a photographer portrait photographer and also now as a coach and so that helped a lot um and now this is something that I absolutely adore doing uh helping people with uh you know beautiful pictures for their business or whatever their you know reasons might be um and yes and I already talked a little bit earlier how I got into coaching since you know since I took that test myself I would be having, you know, conversations with people, and it always would come up in one way or another. And so I got certified. And so here I am.
2: Here
0: you are. <laughs> what's what's your... Do you speak any other languages besides Russian and English?
1: So uh, fluently, I speak three languages. So I am also fluent in Czech. I used to be fluent in French, but since I haven't really practiced it, it's kind of kind of, this is the thing about languages. Sometimes I feel like I can't even speak Russian anymore because I've been speaking Mm -hmm. English for so many years. But no, I, so uh, French was my second language um, at the university back in St. Petersburg. Uh, And then when we were in Vienna, I was studying German. Didn't really stick to me. I don't know why. Um, I understand a little bit of Spanish, but like fluently, it's Russian, English, and Czech.
0: Got it and do you still enjoy language and lingu- linguistics?
1: Um, I don't know. Like, define enjoy. <laughs> you know, um. uh,
0: I know it's just well. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm just thinking like some people they like they have a passion for language. Like, I do not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I only speak English. It's actually this is a funny little <laughs> in college.
2: Uh-huh. I took
0: American Sign Language.
2: Oh, um, which oh, is really cool.
0: which is yeah. I mean, it's a cool language, but what's really funny about it is I. Work in sales,
2: so you know
0: a lot of phone and and now I run a podcast and I coach people. Not really something. It's not a language that lends itself to anything in the real world for what I want to do. I think it's a really cool language. To be totally honest with you, totally candid here in the podcast, the reason I did American Sign Language in college was because we met twice a week instead of five days a week.
1: Oh wow! (laughs) And
0: And it felt like and it felt like the easiest language for me, which turns out it was not. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: which is a whole, which is a whole nother story sometime. But you know, like I, some people are like, Oh, I love language. I love learning different languages. I'm, you know, I've, I've got, um, you know, our mutual friend, Joe, who yeah. I've had here on the show, Joe Gonzalez of the movement uh-huh. coach who's on here a couple weeks ago. He's learning, uh, he's learning Chinese right now. I believe either Chinese or Japanese. I can't remember. And he like yeah. loves it. He loves yeah. it. Like yeah. for me to go learn another language, just is not like, it just doesn't do anything for me yeah so yeah i'm just curious if like if you yeah. do you do you well, study anything or anything like
1: well that? i oh my, not really i mean it's i've done that for a little bit i think i think if i had some sort of business need right i think i would learn it and i think it probably would be easier for me than for other people because uh i've done that before i understand how you know grammar different grammar you know uh different languages work but to just pick it up as you know like oh maybe i should go and study i don't know portuguese i don't this doesn't come up for me i i think i would rather invest time in i don't know learning about strengths you know within the Gallup Gallup framework. You know, there are 34, as you and I talked about. And so, and they come up in different people in different ways, right? And so this is more interesting for me right now because it's also, actually, now that I think about it, it's also almost like learning a language, right?
2: Mm -hmm. Because you
1: are trying to understand it's also like five love languages. Did we talk about that? It's one of my favorite uh, yes. books. Yes, me too. So, right, right. So, um, so yeah. So I like to answer your question. Yes, I'm interested in languages, but in these types of languages.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And I'm actually. So, cu-
1: I'm. I'm curious. Hold on. Uh, I'm curious. You mentioned sign language. I wonder. Does yes. it somehow? Uh, like I also know that you studied body language, and, and I did. you know, does it relate somehow?
0: Oh, good question! I've never thought about that. Uh, I don't, man. It's been twenty years since I've done the sign. Almost twenty years since I've done the sign language stuff. I don't know that it does actually relate because it's kind of. I think. So, sign language, America Amer- and I did American Sign Language
2: mm-hmm.
0: (ASL). It's kind of like speaking verbally. You can do it very emotional. You can do it very like outgoing, or you can be very reserved with it. So, I don't know that I there. So, Kati, there probably is. I don't know that I see the. I think there probably is, but I yeah. So, where I do see this being a, a good like a thing is um reading the microwaves the micro yeah. expressions but yes. through hand movements and body movements of somebody who's speaking American sign language or um communicating that format there are likely for people who are good at reading that format and are fluent in it there's likely micro expressions there just like there are micro expressions in the way we speak not just in yeah. your face but in the way we speak and say things so right. yes i am confident there are you have now inspired me to look into this <laughs> because that's actually a super Interesting topic, and you're right. I did do some body language stuff as well last year. Oh man, thank you.
2: You yes, just gave me course.
0: something new to new to research. That's <laughs> super cool. Um, I had a question for you, but now you got uh you got me thinking about my stuff. If this is about you. Come <laughs> Sorry, on, this is all oh, about you. Okay. No, I'm kidding. No, okay. I'm kidding. Uh, so, uh, so Russia, yes, uh, Prague, Vienna, yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Bay, San Francisco Bay Area.
1: New New York. York. Mm -hmm.
0: So you guys like the big cities, the cool city. Like, do you like the cosmopolitan feel?
1: Yeah, I guess because both of us uh, grew up in in large cities. I mean, sometimes I do like living in New York and with the, you know, noises, construction noises or sirens. Sometimes I do want to be somewhere in a little, you know, quiet uh, village or something. But I also think that I will... Yeah, not bored. I, not bored. Uh, but like, I need, I need human interaction. You know, I need, mm-hmm. I need conversations with people. Um, mm-hmm. I, I yes, I, I love being in a large city for this reason.
0: Ah, uh, yes, me, me too. I grew up in the suburbs of Saint Paul, so mm-hmm. my town I grew up in is thirty thousand. But you know, the twin cities, Minneapolis Saint Paul population out mm-hmm. there is two and a half million. So pretty decent size. I'm also a huge city person. And I like my time. Like we've talked about, we have a place up in the Catskills mm-hmm. in the town of 400. We were there just there this week for Thanksgiving nice. and we're on 10 acres and can't really see anybody. So that could be very nice as well. But I'm, I'm with you. Like I love people. And I know what I was going to ask you. You brought mm-hmm. up the love languages. Yes. So what are your five love? Like what are, um, do you know my what t- yours are in the order?
2: My yeah.
1: T- uh, um, my number one is definitely what's it called physical touch like mm-hmm. I'm very physical cuddly. touch, yep. Um, yep. and then I I think I words of appreciation are important mm-hmm. to me for example I love like when I when I'm having a bad day I love going to my website and rereading testimonials from my loving clients <laughs> it, it just gives me so much uh you know it puts me back in the in a good uh space you know in the good yeah. mental space energy and everything like that so i think this is important for me sometimes acts of service is also mm-hmm. important um especially like in the married life you know you yeah uh, when you're tired and you kind of you know that you need to do something but you kind of don't feel like it and so if your spouse can relieve that duty and do something for you, which is, you know, it's an act of service, yeah. and then you feel loved, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think these three are most important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, gifts, I'm not, you know, like, eh, you know, I don't know. Um, uh, and then the, the fifth one is uh, quality time, mm-hmm. right? So, it's basically. Yep. Uh, focusing your attention on the person or um um i i i would say that quality time is actually one of my lesser uh Mm. love languages because uh when i am having a conversation with somebody i do get upset if they're not with me you know like if they're not if they're getting distracted by something um so i would say that yeah quality time so i would say like physical touch words of appreciation acts of service um, quality time and then gifts is the last
0: mm. so you and I are almost opposite
1: mm. so i
0: am yeah i actually just took the test last month and the <clears throat> the top score you can get in a category is 12
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i think you can get a zero in a category i got a 12 for quality time i'm a huge oh, quality time wow. person which combine that with my almost complete extraversion Mm-hmm. So I'm a 90, I'm a 98% extrovert on the Myers-Briggs couple of quality time is like, well, mm-hmm. people, people for me. So mm-hmm. doing things like a podcast with you is amazing. Followed by uh, acts of service, words of affirmation. I am not a physical touch person. Mm-hmm. So I was like a three on physical touch. And I think I either mm-hmm. got a zero or a one on gifts. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like giving gifts, but like receiving gifts i'm like no like the, <laughs> the gift for me the gift for me is like come spend time with me be on my podcast right. go hang that's
2: out right yeah have
0: a conversation right. networking group like i'm not i don't you know i don't need yes yeah. with that being said if anybody who's listening would like to donate a gift to me like in cash that's great i'm, <laughs> I'm always i'm always down for money you can always send me money, but otherwise. <laughs> yeah. my go fund me link will be in the show notes it's perfect
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny
2: awesome
0: yeah awesome so Katya, what are you passionate about?
1: What am I passionate about? Um, I'm passionate about helping as many people. I was actually also thinking about this. Maybe I should set a goal for myself for 2020. Like, how many people do I want to help, you know, to do Hmm. like make little changes in their mindset, so to say, right? uh so yeah this is uh again it all goes back to the same thing that i keep talking about because i cannot not talk about it because i feel it's so important um so yeah i'm passionate about helping people um you know have better lives through through loving themselves you know through um looking at at what they're good at what they're excellent at uh rather than you know Looking at the bad stuff, because I've been in that space uh, for a few years myself. Meaning, like I would be depressed or uh, you know beating myself up about something or something like that. This is this is such a nasty place to be, and I don't want that for anyone. So my passion is to to help people get out of that out of that uh, space.
0: Yeah, that's cool. It's very cool. What's the thing that you're most proud of? And everything, and you've talked, you've obviously done a lot. You've talked, like, you've talked about a lot of different cool things you've done. You've yeah. lived in a lot of places. What's the thing out of all that that you're most proud of?
1: I think right now I'm most proud of those little love notes that I mentioned <laughs> that are on my website, my testimonials mm. from my clients, because none of them are um, written by me. Some mm-hmm. of them, are, you know, you know, sometimes like you ask for a letter of recommendation, and somebody says, "Well, why don't you like write it, and then I'll sign it?" Um, so, so I know
0: that's so annoying. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I understand, but I, I had somebody say, "Like, hey, why don't you write it, and then I'll sign?" it. I'm like, "No, I actually want to hear from you."
1: Yeah. So anyway, so those little things, they are, you know, some of them are, you know, obviously like when we are building our businesses, we do ask for testimonials, right? Mm-hmm. So some of them yeah. are those that I actually would ask a person to write for me, but some of them are really, honestly unsolicited. And those are the most, my my, my, my most favorite. and And so the reason I'm proud of those is because it, you know, validates what, you know i do and how i do it is important to people and they see the value and and yes i'm i'm proud of that
2: yeah
0: that's great it's really great next question a little bit different Mm -hmm. is what is something that you are afraid might actually be true about you
1: that I'm afraid might be true about me. Um, I think sometimes I myself personally dwell on a thought that I may come across as a nasty person um, because it, it may be something to do with uh, where I come from, you know Russians we are known to be very direct mm-hmm. um, and so sometimes I can be direct, and I feel like if the person i'm I have a very strong personality, so sometimes it sort of scares people. <laughs> And so, yeah, so sometimes like, and this, with empathy, this is so funny. It's like, I see instantaneously when a person is not having a good moment with me, <laughs> you know, it's like, and then I, <laughs> like, and I go at, into that, uh, like, oh my goodness, I just said something I should not have, or I said something in a way uh, that is not, that the person was not ready to hear. Uh, and I'm not saying that I'm, you know, saying some, you know, I'm not calling anyone names, but sometimes I can be very direct in um, in sort of stating things as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like holding a mirror to someone,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, not everybody is capable of handling it in that particular moment. And then I feel bad that I came across as a as a as a mean, nasty person. But, Have you so actually know, been?
0: Yeah, have you actually been told? Have you actually been told that that you come across as mean or nasty?
1: Yeah, in the past, many years ago, uh, which is also it actually uh, brings me back to that point that I was making. Like I want people to not ever be in a space of vulnerability because when you're hurting, you're hurting other people. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. when you're in a you know, when you're in a bad space, you're, like when you're depressed, you know, it's, 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 I think it's uh, in psychology it's sort of, it's called some like victim mentality or something like that. You yeah, you're, like, victim mentality. yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, there's a, there's a concept in coaching that we call being at cause or being at mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. It's probably, you probably have learned about this in some of your work, but it, it's a similar idea that being in effect just means that it's somebody else's fault. It's the world's fault. Yeah. And being a victim versus I'm at cause for what I want. I'm at cause for building my business. I'm at cause for making the money I want to make. And what are the decisions that you as Jason and you as Katya can make for yourself, independent of all the circumstances around you that are going to lead you to there. And yes, there's things we can't control, but there is a lot more we can control than what people give themselves credit for. Yeah. But, um,
1: but to that, you know, respect. I also want to say that I, I personally believe that everyone, every person is, you know, we're you know, it's a, they're a good person. Um, you know, we're all born with. Like I forget where I read this, um, but it's something like, "Have you ever seen an angry baby?" You know, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, where I think we're all good. To begin with and then but then some you know life events may cause you to think otherwise uh like somebody is attacking you or something like that. So and if you're not able to handle it then you sort of project some stuff and you can hurt someone unintentionally. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well I was gonna ask you about your philosophy on life but I think you've kind of weaved that in throughout this. So yeah. um is there any yeah is there anything regarding the philosophy around you know humanity like you're obviously a lover of people like empathy is your number one strength so you obviously have a huge uh what's the word huge container slash capacity for holding people's things and you obviously Mm -hmm. love love people um so i think that's like to me what i'm getting from all this is excuse me one of your overarching ways that you operate in the world is with a lot of love for just Humanity, whether you know the people or not, mm-hmm. and that philosophy then le- lends itself to doing coaching work and right. being an amazing photographer. Is there anything else around your philosophy that that you that you'd like to share with the audience that you think would be valuable?
1: Right. Um, so recently, it's it's actually been pretty simple uh, for me. So I believe in two things: anything is possible, and there's another statement that I sometimes repeat to myself is I'm responsible, right? So anything is possible in the, in the sense that, uh, and again, it's going back to the strength psychology is if you are focusing on the positives, you know, it's, it has a triple effect uh, and you can really achieve anything what you set your mind to uh, because it also helps you to tune out the negative self-talk that we all mm-hmm. have. Um, and I'm responsible. As you know, it's it's tying into what you were just talking about. You know, I'm responsible for being in X Y Z situation. If you're not happy in that situation, there's something that you may have not communicated, or you were not true to yourself by putting yourself into that situation. So once you are, um, once you admit to yourself, once you take responsibility it's easier to, to get out of XYZ situation, XYZ relationship, uh, you know, to achieve whatever, if you want to, if you want a raise it, if you're like, you know, working for someone, and if you, if you want to, to get a raise, you are the one to go and talk to your manager and, uh, you know, share what your value is and why you deserve the raise. So yeah, so I'm responsible as one of those uh, very simple and yet very powerful philosophies um, that I I believe in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's so missing in our world of each of us is responsible mm-hmm. and making decisions from the place of like of it's what's possible when I make those decisions and I'm responsible for those versus having to like you said the, the old saying in the business world is like nobody's going to take care of you, whether you've got the best manager ever at the end of the day, nobody's going to go hand you a big raise because they think you deserve it. Well, not nobody. It it happens, (laughs)
2: but, but
0: generally you have to go and say, I want a raise and here's why, or I want this new job and here's why, and here's why it benefits the company and also why it's lent what I want. So, and then I think that's also true in, you know, you see that all the time in relationships where people are afraid to speak up on what they want and, and, and yeah, and just, relationships whether it be romantic or friendships and family as well
1: yeah because and i it was funny i was just talking to someone also how sometimes you know um you have uh, you know we, we all have either friends or relatives or whoever in our lives who do not like let's say you are uh, of entrepreneurial mindset right and you are trying to mm-hmm. do all those different things and so and let's say you're still working either full time or part time and so every every little amount of free time that you have you probably want to spend on building your business right because mm-hmm. that's your dream uh and then there are some people who are not of that mindset and they are they don't understand like like what are, you know what are you doing or you know why can't you spend time with me or or something but they also don't um see how and and then we, and then sometimes we fall into this like oh but i have to explain something to this person or but and then there's this judgment and all of this stuff Um but again communicating your um being very very transparent and explaining why it's important to you in in a very calm way actually mm-hmm. not getting defensive um you know this is um th- this also removes all this miscommunications and, and judgments and hurt feelings and all of this. But again, it's, it's you, it's on you. You're responsible for having that transparent conversation with someone. And, uh, and if you're being judged for it, well, you know, again, have a conversation with them, I guess. Um, but, um, but I feel like, you know, uh, there's so much of the, um, of Of you know bad things happen because we don't sometimes communicate,
2: yeah,
0: well, Katya, it's been amazing having you on today, and uh, i got it was really fun for me personally because we've gotten to know each other a bit, but we don't admittedly we don't know each other that well, and I've learned a ton about you oh thanks and i've and I've shared a few things about myself as well that I haven't shared with the audience before, so thank you for being thought provoking and inspiring for me as well. I, I want to make sure that well. If the audience, uh, I'd love to have the audience connect with you. Like your, your Instagram handle is beautiful. You have a great website. I want everybody to read the testimonials that you yourself like <laughs> to read. So where can the audience find you?
1: Very simple. Uh, my first and last name, katynicholas.com. Uh, my Instagram handle is also Um And I'm, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn if anyone is uh, would like to join me there. <laughs>
0: Cool. And I'll be sure for the audience that I'll um, put the links in the show notes as well. So people have that if they'd like to connect with Katya, which I highly recommend you do. And just to wrap up, I'd like for, uh, if you'd like to leave us with some quick words of wisdom, so maybe one or two sentences. And I feel like I'm having you repeat the same things you've been giving (laughs) us the last hour, but I'm going to challenge you to do, maybe this is the thing outside your comfort zone, continue to give us your amazing philosophy. Like, what are, what are some, yeah, what's a one or two sentences you like to leave the audience with?
1: Um, wow. Words of wisdom. Um, love yourself. I don't know. <laughs> it's very simple. Uh, love yourself. Don't be hard on yourself because it's, um, it's so interesting how we tend to find, it's so easy for us sometimes to find compassion for someone else, but not for yourself. And Mm -hmm. so I wish for everyone to be as compassionate to yourself as you are to your friends, your family, your children, you know, everyone around you. Um, Yeah. Just be, be, um, be tender with yourself.
2: Yeah.
0: I love that. My, I had a friend who sent me this thing a couple months ago and it was, if you had a friend who treated you like you treat yourself, mm-hmm. how long would you be friends with that person for?
1: <laughs> right.
0: And I was like, mm, I would not be friends with that person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, thank you for that. I'm going to give you a treat slash okay. embarrass myself. Uh-oh. Yep. That's what I like to do. And I'm going to say, <laughs> help me, спасибо. 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 Which means spasiba. thank you in Russian, I believe. So Спасибо
1: for but being also. on the podcast today <laughs> <But> <laughs> i gave it a
0: try outside my comfort zone speaking russian
1: it's been it's been uh a great pleasure thank you so much for having yeah. me and uh challenging me to do this because yes like, yes we established it is a little bit of my comfort zone uh yeah. right now but uh i feel like the more and more i do things like that the more you know they will become my second nature
2: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: seriously, thank you, Katy. It's been amazing having you on today and uh, stay warm. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. See you soon. Bye.